Guaranteed. Now, this message is from a message that I preached recently. Um, however, I wanted to slow down and teach it on today to make sure um, that it came forth with clarity and with understanding. And one of the things that we want to make sure that we do in all our getting is to get an understanding of God's Word. A lot of times we preach messages and we may be going a little bit faster. Uh, there may be some points. Um, that people were not able to capture during a sermon. So, again, I wanted to slow down on today to make sure uh, that the message was well-received and well-understood. Before we begin to do anything, I want us to bow for a word of prayer. If you are following in your Bible, we're going to be coming from St. John, the fourth chapter. Again, that's St. John, the fourth chapter. And we're going to teach down through verse number 29. We're going to talk through it, but uh, we'll be reading verses 4 through 14. Again, that's St. John, the fourth chapter. We're going to begin reading at the fourth verse. Let us bow for a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you now, God, for your many blessings. I thank you, God, for watching over us and for keeping us. God, I thank you now for every listener that's present on today and then everyone that is connected with these listeners. I pray now, God, that your word come forth with clarity and with understanding. I thank you, God, for giving us more wisdom and knowledge on your word, your Bible. The word says that if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. So according to Bible, God, we're asking you now to just give us more wisdom, give us more knowledge. God, help us to understand your word. It's a word, God, that we need to live by. 
I thank you, God, that you've given us this operations manual, these instructions, Lord, to go about our day-to-day business. I thank you, God, that everything that concerns us concerns you. I pray now, God, for everyone that may be listening, who may be sick or afflicted. I pray now, God, that you heal them according to Scripture. Your word says that by Jesus' stripes, we're already healed. So we command our bodies to line up with the word of God. I pray now, God, for those who may be listening in there in the hospital, God. I say that they are healed in the name of Jesus and their bodies will line up with your word. We are already healed in Jesus' name. I pray, God, for those that are listening on today that may be discouraged that may be down, God, that may be depressed. We come against that spirit in the name of Jesus, and we loose your blood. We loose the blood of Jesus because, God, we know that it's a healing blood. It's a cleansing blood. It's a delivering blood, God. So we thank you right now, God, for encouraging your people by your word on today. I pray now, God, for those who may be going through financial difficulties. I lift them up before you, God, because your word also gives instructions about how we should handle our money. You say that you give seed to the sower. So I thank you now, God. That as they begin to sow their way out of debt, as they begin to give their way out of debt, as they begin, God, in obedience to pay tithes according to your word, that you're going to give back to them good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I thank you, God, because you are a God of more than enough. You are a God of abundance. You are a God of plenty. And as we obey your word and trust and believe your word in faith, then even our finances will line up with the word of God. We command it. We call it so in the name of Jesus. I pray now, God, for those who may be listening that don't have a church home. Your word says, how can they hear without a preacher? And they need your word, God. They need to hear your word. Because, God, it's a word that brings life. It's a word that brings joy. It's a word that brings peace. And I thank you now, God, that they will move away from radio and TV ministries and begin to find a church home in the name of Jesus. I pray now, God, for those that you may have laid it on their heart to become partners with Campbell Ministries. I lift them up before you now, God. God, I say that every need is met in the name of Jesus. I say that every void is filled in their lives in the name of Jesus. I call it so. I say that it's done. They will not have any lack in the name of Jesus. And everything that you cause their hands to touch, it will be blessed. I glorify you now, God, because you are faithful. God, even when we are not doing everything that we're supposed to do, you are faithful and just to forgive us. So we ask you, God, to forgive us for anything that we've done that's not like you. We ask you, God, to forgive us for sins of omission as well as sins of commission. Things that we've done and we knew we should not have done. Things that you told us to do, God, that we didn't do. Help us, God. We want to be meat for the master's use. And we say, God, according to 2 Timothy 4 and 2, that on today, as we deliver this word, we are instant in season and out of season. 
We're going to reprove and rebuke and exhort your people on today with all long suffering and doctrine. I know, Lord, that the word says that there comes a time when people don't want to hear sound doctrine, but according to their own lust, they want somebody to tickle their ears. But I pray now, God, that your people who are listening on today are listening because they need a sound word, because they're, they need a word to live by. Because they intend to put their armor on and endure. This world that we live in is sometimes harsh to us, God. So as we keep our armor on, that breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, as we carry the sword of the gospel of peace. God, as our feet are shod and our, our loins are girded according to your word, that we keep our armor on and God, we stand. Heaven and everything that we can do, God, we stand on today in the name of Jesus. We stand on today in your word. I pray, God, a special blessing for the Glenn family. Although our family is going through, we're a family who knows the word, and we know, God, that we can rely and depend upon you. Touch every family member, God, especially those that are going through on today, God. Keep us covered in your blood. Keep us covered in your love. Help us, God, to continue to walk in love, even when we are struggling, even when we are in the midst of battles, because your word says that this battle is not ours, but it belongs to you. So, God, we stand right now in the name of Jesus. We stand in courage. We stand in love. We stand on this word, God. And we know, God, that all things are working together for our good because we love you. Nothing will separate us from your love. Nothing will separate us from your joy, your peace, from your Holy Ghost. We glorify you now. We praise you, God, for this word on today. Help us to be enlightened on today and encouraged. Lift up our down heads, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you in advance for all that you are doing in us and through us. Thank you, God, for this ministry. Thank you, God, that doors are being opened right now in the name of Jesus. Because your word says that my gift will make room for me. So I pray now, God, that you've made room. I thank you, God, just like with the JBS prayer, that you are enlarging my territory in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, for every new listener. I thank you, God, for every faithful listener on today. Bless them even the more, God. It is in Jesus' name that I ask these blessings, and I thank you in advance. Amen. Amen, saints. Again, we're coming from St. John, the fourth chapter. And we're going to begin at the fourth verse. Again, we're going to talk through verse 29 on today. But the scripture reads, And he must needs go through Samaria. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there, 
Jesus, therefore, being weary with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away into the city to buy me. Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that said to thee, Give me to drink, thou would have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman said to him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep, from whence thou hast thou that living water. And thou greater than our father, art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the will, and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whoever drinks of this water shall thirst again, but whoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Amen. I've read down through verse number 14. Amen. And our thought for today, again, is satisfaction guaranteed. You know, there's one thing about the Lord and the songwriter sang a song that said, I'm just so satisfied. I'm satisfied with Jesus. You know, oftentimes we find ourselves in a place where nothing and no one can satisfy us. But if you begin to dive into the Word of God and get an understanding of who Jesus is and get an understanding of the promises that were given to us in the Old Testament, you'll see that Jesus is the fulfillment of those promises. He is the coming Messiah that was talked about that would be born. He came to fulfill the law. He let us know that he didn't come to change the law because you know the Old Testament is full of laws and rules and and, and the way that we must live and the things that we must do. And that's one of the things that, you know, caught up the Sadducees and the Pharisees. I know we talked about them. We talk about them a lot, you know, because they are people who tried to come against Jesus, always talking about laws and rules. And y'all know we have church folks like that. You know, all they know is the law and the rule, you know, but there's no love. There's no joy. But they can tell you every rule. They can tell you everything that you may have done wrong or said wrong or watching everything that you do because they are all about the letter of the law, but they forget about love. Well, because love is the very essence and character of who God is. Jesus himself was the fulfillment or is the fulfillment of that love. If we say that we are Christians, then People should recognize us by our love. We shouldn't have to make an announcement. We shouldn't have to write it on our foreheads. Uh, you know, 
having a cute little t-shirt is fine. It talks about Jesus. But if you're wearing a shirt, nobody can see your love. Then there's a problem. If you're wearing a shirt or you got a bumper stick on your car, but you're driving over everybody, there's a problem. There's a conflict. Because when you truly belong to God, one of the very first things that people should be able to identify is your love. Oftentimes, we find ourselves in a place where we're not showing very much love. And it's probably because we have not recognized that everything that we need is in God. Our satisfaction is in God. Our joy, our peace, all of those fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit, it's all in God. You can't have any of those things and separate yourself from God. Many times we see people who are walking around and they look all mean and unhappy. And I realize, you know, sometimes we're going through. Sometimes we deal with things we're human. But when you're truly satisfied with Jesus, it should it would show. It'll show in your actions. It'll show in the way that you live, in the way that you give, in the way that you deal with God's people. We have to treat people a certain way. If we're truly satisfied with God, it'll just come out, even when you don't mean to, even when you don't want to. The love of God will just show up in the things that we do and say. I realize we go through life's challenges. But when you're truly satisfied with Jesus, when you recognize, like he told the woman, the water that he gives us, is a water that will cause us to not thirst again, but it's going to spring up in us, even when we don't feel like it in our natural bodies. If we truly drink of the water that Jesus gives us, there will be a well of water springing up into everlasting life. So that means that even death can't separate us from the love of God, which we find in Romans 8 and 38. So this woman at the well that he was talking to truly wanted to find out. Now, wait a minute. There's something different about this man. Because she had dealt with several men before. And none of us can judge that because many of us have gone from man to man or woman to woman or church to church or job to job because we just can't get any satisfaction. We're looking for it in the wrong places. We're looking for the satisfaction in the people, in the place, in the things. But our satisfaction is not found in any of those things. So we find here the Samaritan woman who was coming to the well in the heat of the day. But she was coming to get natural water. And undoubtedly, as Jesus told her, natural water and natural things will cause you to thirst again. Natural water and natural things can't fulfill everything that you need. But what she found out, but it was not just a thirst that she needed quenched, but that she actually had a void that needed to be filled. And there are several people who are listening today who are just that way. Because when we try to fill our voids with natural things, it only makes things worse. So on today, we're talking about a God who will not only fill your voids, but he's going to meet your needs so well and pour out blessings for you 
that you don't even have room enough to receive. I'm talking about a God that will not only cause your cup to be full, but he will make your cup run over. I'm talking about the same God who is not just enough, but he's more than enough, people of God. He told us that he came to give life and that more abundantly. So if you're a child of the king and you're not walking in abundance, then you need to get aligned with the word of God on today. You need to put on the mind of Christ and you need to speak to your situation. Because you know, your words have power in life. So you need to speak to your situation. Stop speaking the negative all the time. But speak to your situation. You have to know who you are. Speak to your finances. Speak to your household. Speak to your wayward children. We have to begin to call those things that be not as though they were. You need to let the devil know that he messed up. And now that you've found out who you are, that you're more than a conqueror, now that you find out you are God's very elect, now that you know that you are God's chosen, now that you know that you are the first and not the last, he never meant for you to be the last. Now that you know that you are the head and not the tail, you call those things that be not as though they were. You let him know. I know who I am, and you're not taking anything else from me. When you know who you are, then you know what you're supposed to have. And you don't allow the enemy to hinder you anymore. I'm not saying you won't go through challenges. But when those challenges arise, you speak to your situation. You call back the word of God. And don't allow the hindrances. Jesus gave us the keys to the kingdom of heaven. He not only told us that we can bind the devil, but he said that we can loose our blessings. Those are the keys, binding and loosening. You bind up the things that you don't want, and you loose the things that you do. You bind up the things that are being a hindrance to you and are causing you not to be aligned with the word of God, and you loose what it is that God says you're supposed to have. You can loose the blood of Jesus over every situation in your life. You can lose your money. You can... Bind up those things that are hindering your child and loose their peace and loose their love and loose obedience in the name of Jesus. And when you do this in the name of Jesus, again, these are the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Jesus gave them to us. Why would you have keys to your car and never go out there and crank it up? Why would you have keys to a house and never live in the house? So I'm telling you on today that you have the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Because you can bind what you don't want and loose what God says belongs to you. Why did he give us us all those things? Because with Jesus, our satisfaction is guaranteed. Now, the Bible says that this woman was thirsty. She had a thirst. And in the Greek, that word is dipseo. Dipseo thirst 
means that someone is painfully feeling their want of and eagerly long for things by which the soul is refreshed. See, natural water refreshes our natural body, but to talk about the soul, our soul needs refreshing. Our soul needs a fresh touch. Not only is there refreshing, but there is support and strength. They're lacking support and strength. They're lacking a refreshing. If somebody's thirsty, they're lacking a refreshing support and strength. And Jesus is saying that that's what we find when he fulfills our thirst. When he gives us this natural, this this spiritual water. Our souls are refreshed. Many of us need a fresh touch on today. A refreshing, a fresh anointing. And that's what you find in the word of God. That's what you find in Jesus. Jesus is the word of God. They came to this earth wrapped in flesh to show us how to live. So when you receive of this spiritual water, which is found in Jesus, you get a refreshing. The word quickens us. We feel the support that we need. Because sometimes I know we don't get it from people. But the strength that you need is found in the word of God. He came to give us a satisfaction that we've never seen before. He came to give us a satisfaction that we've never felt before. He wanted to give this woman a satisfaction that she couldn't find in all these men that she kept going through. And she was living with a man even then, and he let her know. See, with this unnamed woman, we just know that she was a Samaritan woman. With this unnamed woman, what she didn't know, and what we sometimes forget, is that Jesus already knows your business. You can hide from folks, but you can't hide from God. This woman had a situation that was rather embarrassing. She had a situation that she was ashamed of. She was living a life where she didn't want to let people know everything that she was doing, but Jesus already knew. So she came to the well in the heat of the day, expecting nobody else to be there. When you come in to a well to get water at 12 o'clock in the afternoon, you purposely come in then. She's not, she didn't come in the morning, in the cool of the day or late in the evening, in the cool of the day when the other women were there. She didn't want to fool with these folks. She thought she was going to be the only one there. But don't you know that everything that you do in the dark will always come to the light? Do we know today that you can hide from the folks, but you cannot hide from God? And I have to say, it's understandable because she had a situation that other folks would talk about. Sometimes you just get tired of folks. She had a situation that caused her not to want to, not to, want to fool with people, especially them talking women. And many of us have been there before because people sometimes let us down. Sometimes you have an issue and you're in a situation and instead of helping you or praying for you, People just talk too much. They're talking about you, looking at you funny. Some of them treat you bad because you have a situation. And just like with many of us, this woman, when she 
began to have her encounter with Jesus, began to make excuses. Just like we do. Now, I, I can't go to church today. I ain't got nothing to wear. Now, I, I can't go to church today. I overslept. I'm tired. I just don't get any rest. Sunday is just the only day I can rest. You know, I got, I got to take care of my yard today. I ain't been taking care of my yard, and I got to go back to work on Monday. Full excuses. So this woman began to tell Jesus that he didn't have anything to draw the water with. But know today that with Jesus, your satisfaction is guaranteed. There's no excuse that you can make. Because Jesus said, if we just lift him up, then he would do the drawing. He'll draw all men unto us. So for your unsaved children, just lift up Jesus. You don't have to keep bashing them with the word, yelling at them, talking crazy, telling everybody, you're going to hell, you're going to hell, you're going to hell. For that crazy boss on your job, just lift up Jesus. For every time the enemy comes at you sideways, when folks want to treat you bad, when situations are not going the way that you expect them to go, just lift up Jesus. So you don't have to be a rocket scientist. You don't need to figure it out. For any situation that you can come up with, whatever you're going through on today, whatever you're dealing with on today, just lift up Jesus and he'll do the drawing. The songwriter said, while you're trying to figure it out, God has already worked it out. Let him do the drawing. God's got the answer. It's already worked out. No more excuses. Please, thanks to God, no more excuses for why you can't consistently serve God. No more excuses for why you can't pay your tithes. Don't make any more excuses like this woman. Stop making excuses about, oh, you know, I, I came from the other side of the tracks. No more excuses about, well, you know, I, I just can't quote the scripture like sister and brother suchy much. Nobody asked you to memorize the Bible front to back. Stop making those excuses. No more excuses for why you can't let go of Mr. and Ms. Rome. Like this woman going from person to person to person looking for your satisfaction. Some of you are sitting right now trying to think, well, I just don't know how to get rid of him. I, I don't know what to say to her. Stop trying to figure out what to say to them and simply lift up Jesus. The more you lift up God, the more they're going to want to get away from you anyway. Lift up Jesus. Because if, when they're the wrong person for you, the last thing that they want is for you to keep talking about the Lord and you to get your life right spiritually. Just lift up Jesus. See, when God has a plan for your life, you can run, you can try it, but I'm here to tell you today, you can't hide. Even if he has to sit by the well and wait for little old you like he did with this woman. Even if he has to speak to you through a family member, even if he had to confirm it for you through this word on today he'll take the time out see the scripture says that he needed 
to go by that way. It was necessary for Jesus to go by and have an encounter with this woman. Even if he has to leave the other 99 sheep. As the scripture talks about in Matthew, the 18th chapter, verses 12 to 14, he's a good shepherd. And because he's a good shepherd, he'll leave the other 99 sheep to stop by to see about you. I love that about the Lord. Won't he stop by and see about you? Because he's a good shepherd, that makes him happy. And he's rejoicing because it's not his will that any of us should perish. See, this woman was engaged in trying to fill her voids by going from man to man. And Jesus let her know that he already was aware that the man that was at her house right then waiting on her wasn't her husband. Here he is with benefits of a husband and she's not married to him, living in her house. And she isn't the first. And she won't be the last person to try this. But the only way that her void could be filled was in Jesus. There was obviously something that God wanted her to do. But she had an emptiness. He wanted her to make a change in her life. And she needed an encounter with Jesus. There was something that God required of her and all this other stuff, just like some of us who are listening on today, it's just hindrances. It's just things that are holding you up from doing what it is that God wants you to do. And we began to make excuses just like she did. It's something that God obviously wanted her to do. Stop trying to run from God. Stop trying to run from what it is that God has shown you. Ask Jonah. We know a lot about the story of Jonah. In Jonah, the first and the second chapter, we find that Jonah was a reluctant prophet. He didn't want to do what God told him to do. So he just outright decided that he wasn't going to go to Nineveh to tell those people to get right. He decided instead that he could hide from God. So he decided to go to Tarshish instead. And for those who know the story, Jonah's plan did not work out. He got on a ship going the opposite direction from where he was supposed to be. And he ended up getting thrown off of that ship because his disobedience was affecting everybody else around him. So he got thrown off the ship. You know, friendship, kinship, relationship. None of those things work out when you're disobeying God. Because God had given him an assignment and he wasn't going to do what God told him to do. So he ends up, when he gets thrown off the ship, he ends up in the belly of a great fish, the Bible says, stuck. He was surrounded by bad smells, darkness. And I'm sure that he was very disappointed and feeling kind of bewildered. But even in his filthy, dirty, smelly, hard-headedness, He began to cry out to God. And what I love about the Lord is that when we cry out to him, he hears us. And on the third day, the fish vomited him up on the shore. And guess what? He still had to do what it is that God told him to do in the first place. You see, one thing that's for sure, when God has called you unto him, 
you just can't successfully be somebody else or do anything else. You'll find yourself just like Jonah, just like this woman at the well, in a stinking, smelly, dark, and disappointing situation. You'll find yourself getting thrown off of some ships and trying to figure out how in the world did I get myself into this? Well, you're just who you are, and you can't change that. So, see, no worries. You don't have to try to figure out how to be who it is that God called you to be. You just be. You just do what he says do. A peach tree isn't worried and tripping about how to grow peaches. It just is. What's on the inside of you will manifest on the outside. And it's the same way with people. We get confused because we're looking at our own natural ability to stop doing this one thing and to start doing what it is that we're supposed to be doing. We begin to worry about what the people are going to say. But that's not how God operates. We just need to come to him and be obedient. And then he'll give us the power for the purpose. Believe me, if God takes you to it, he'll definitely take you through it. He's not going to call you to be somebody and, and not equip you and give you what you need. But we have to know it and we have to operate in it. Don't give up and don't give in. Giving up is a trick of the enemy. And see, we can't operate in fear. You can't just get frustrated and not do what it is that God called you to do and try to be like Jonah and just decide to go the opposite direction and try to be somebody else. You're not going to be successful. The anointing that's on your life costs you something. The anointing that's on my life, it costs me something. So see, I can't go back. I've been through too much. I refuse to go back. Know today that you don't have to keep operating the same way or doing the same things that you've been doing. All you need, just like this woman, is a real encounter with Jesus. Because when you have an encounter with Jesus, you recognize all of the things that you've been doing only provide temporary satisfaction. But see, I need satisfaction guaranteed. I don't have time for games. And I can't get what I need from mankind. People can't fulfill your voids. When you have a serious need, a lot of times we don't even know what the real problem is. We just know that we're not satisfied with the life that we're living. We're not satisfied with the way things are for us. Some folks right now walking around mad for no reason. Sad for no reason. Walking around with your head down and you don't even know why. You keep going from person to person looking for the answer. They don't have your answer. They don't have the answer for their own problems. You keep going from church to church to church because you're looking for perfection in people. You're not going to find it. People with illnesses go from doctor to doctor to doctor. Jesus is your healer. See, when it's all said and done, 
but a songwriter sings a song. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. You can look to mother, you can look to father, and you will not be able to find the satisfaction that you need. You still won't be able to find anybody. Not your sister, not your brother, not the teacher or the preacher who can fulfill your need. You can go to a doctor, a lawyer, or an Indian chief, but can't nobody do you like Jesus. Can't anybody. Nobody can fulfill that void. There's nobody that can heal you. There's nobody that can fill you or fill you of F-I-L-L. They can't fill up those voids in your life. And I don't care how many people you date and how many folks you marry. Nobody can love you like Jesus. See, this woman began to recognize for the first time in her life something different had got a hold of her. There was a difference from her encounter with Jesus than with every other man that she had dealt with. So much so that it made her want to run and tell everybody. She changed from that encounter. She began to want to go and share with other people. Come see a man. A man like nobody I've ever met before. Come see a man. A man who soothed my doubts and calmed my fears. See, I can imagine in my sanctified mind that she began to tell the people, look, now, I met a lot of men. I know I know y'all think y'all know me, but I have never met anybody like this man. He told me things that I hadn't heard before. What he did for me today is something that nobody has ever done before. He not only calls me to go forward, but he calls me to leave behind what I was doing before, to run on for him. With no desire to go back to that man, she left that man that was at her house, and she went running into town to tell everybody about Jesus. Won't he make a difference in your life? When God does it, he does it right. She immediately went forth. She didn't have to go home and talk to him about it and tell him, well, you know, something happened today. She immediately went running to tell people about Jesus. Ain't God all right? The water that Jesus gives you is satisfaction guaranteed. I realize that we normally find the term satisfaction guaranteed in contractual agreements for goods and for services in which the seller defers to the buyer the discretion or the ability to make an exchange or to get their money back if the goods or the services that are tendered are not acceptable. It's legal terminology. So in the event a price is not paid by the buyer, there's no cause for action. But I'm so glad today that when I went to Jesus, he was able to take my black soul and he washed it in his red blood and he made me white as snow.
that's what an encounter with Jesus will do. He'll do the impossible. Some of you who are listening today may feel like, yeah, but your problem isn't like my problem and you're not going through the same types of things that I went through. You don't understand my situation. But I'm talking to you today about a Jesus, about a God who can make a change in your life. Your situation is not one that's unheard of. Your situation is not one that God can't resolve. I'm telling you today that an encounter with Jesus will make the difference in your life. An encounter with Jesus will cause all things like Romans 8 and 28. All things will work together for your good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to God's purpose. He called you for his purpose. He is the one with the plan for your life. He already predestined you to be conformed to the image of his son. He already predestined you. He called you. He already foreknew you. Even while you were in your mother's womb, he already had plans for you. And because of that, according to Romans 8 and 30, that means he also justified you. And to them whom he justified, them he also glorified. Romans 8 and 31 says, What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? It doesn't matter about your past when God is for you. It doesn't matter what they say about you when God is for you. It doesn't matter if they look at you funny when God is for you. We all have issues. We all have things. Nobody's perfect. But when you have an encounter with Jesus, it makes you want to run on. When you have an encounter with Jesus, it brings about a change. You can't fix yourself. You can't do this on your own. Stop trying to figure it out. Don't worry about those people who are trying to condemn you. Christ died for you just like he died for me. Just like he died for those same folks who are trying to bother you. Don't worry about them trying to condemn you. Christ died and rose again. And he's seated at the right hand of God, making intercessions for you. Don't let anything or anybody separate you from the love of Christ. Not tribulation, not distress, not persecution. The Bible says not famine, nakedness, peril, or sword. Nothing. I realize scripture says that we're accounted as sheep for the slaughter. But in all these things, the Bible still lets us know that we are more than conquerors. Through him that loved us. And I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, powers, or things to come. Not height, not death, or any other creature will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. On today, church, I can tell you 
that I am completely satisfied with Jesus. I know what he's done for me. See, sometimes people know a little bit of your story. But nobody knows the whole story like God. Nobody knows those secret things. Nobody knows those dark places where you've been emotionally or physically. But on today, you can be completely satisfied with Jesus. You're not going to find your satisfaction in houses and cars. I couldn't find it on a job. I couldn't find it in my parents. Because again, people let you down. Things happen. But what I'm really glad about on today is that just like with this woman, Jesus fills our voids. I'm so glad today that Jesus saw me even as a child and filled my voids. See, for me, it was a Friday evening at the end of a revival. I was at Riverside Missionary Baptist Church, which is located at 3560 South 3rd Street in Memphis, Tennessee. I went down to the altar. My pastor at that time was Reverend O.D. White. And I took his hand, as we do, because, you know, when, when you have Christians in the building, Back then, you go down and, and literally take the pastor's, I'm sorry, people who are not Christians, you go down and literally take the pastor's hand when you want to be saved or when you believe in God and you get up before the church to tell everybody. I was a little girl back then. And I was a little bit nervous about standing up in front of all those people. But my pastor began to ask me some questions and he asked me if I believe in Jesus and he asked me if I believe he's the son of God. He asked me if I believed that Jesus got up on the third day morning, and I told him, yes, sir. And that was a wrap. I got baptized, and I began working in the kingdom even as a child. But after all those years ago, I'm a big girl now, and nobody has to lead me in what I say. Nobody has to ask me those questions because I can tell you on my own. I can stand here and exclaim just like that woman at the well. Come see a man. Today I can tell you I believe in Jesus. I believe he died for my soul. One Friday on a hill called Calvary. But on that Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hand. And because Jesus got up, I can get up. Because Jesus got up, I don't have to go to hell. Because Jesus got up, all of my needs are met. Because Jesus got up, all of my voids are filled. Because Jesus got up. I've got power over the enemy. Because Jesus got up, healing and deliverance belongs to you and to me. Because Jesus got up, we don't have to live in poverty. The devil is a lie. Stop letting him fool you. You don't have to live in poverty. Because Jesus got up, 
No weapon that's formed against you will be able to prosper. I didn't say weapons won't form. I didn't say people won't come against you and things won't happen. But it will not prosper. Because Jesus got up. I know that I know that I know that a change has come about in my life. And I'm telling you, just like the encounter that the woman at the well had, God will make a change in your life. If you're listening today and you're already a Christian and you're already a believer, then you know that you know that you know that you've been changed because of the encounter that you had with Jesus however long ago. The songwriter sings a song. LaShawn Pace sings it very well. I know I've been changed. And that's how I feel on today, saints. I know that because of the interaction and the encounter that I had with Jesus, that I've been changed. There are many, many songs that we sing about looking at my hands and my feet and they look new. On the inside, he brings about a change that's evident on the outside. I'm satisfied now, even when things may not be going my way. I don't have to feel like something is missing in my life because I know that God has the answers. You don't have to feel an emptiness and a void just because things may not be going your way today. Today is your day for refreshing, your, your day for renewing, your day for encouragement. Be encouraged, saints of God, because with Jesus, your satisfaction is guaranteed. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it feels like. I don't care what your situation is. God already knows. You never have to tell me. You never have to tell anybody. God already knows your situation, just like with this woman. What she had done in the dark had already come to the light. Why is that? Because Jesus is the light. He's the way, the truth, and the light. He's the light. He's the life. He's what you're missing when you're feeling low, when you're feeling down, when the enemy comes along and tries to call you, cause you to be depressed and feel defeated and deflated. Don't do like Jonah and try to run away. Run to Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of your faith. He is the beginning and the end. The good work that he started in you, guess what? He is faithful to perform it. He is faithful to do just what he said he would do. Everything that you need is in Jesus. He wants you to not just be full, but he wants your joy to be overflowing. He doesn't just want your needs met. But he wants your cups to overflow. He wants you to be blessed financially. He wants you to be happy. He wants you to have righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom of God. Everything that you need is found in Jesus. There is not a void that he can't fill. There is not a problem that he can't solve. God is here for you right now. The spirit of the true and living God can give you a fresh touch on today. 
and he'll touch you like no other human being can. He'll love you like no other human being can. He will lift up your bow down head right now. Just trust him. Your encounter with Jesus will do things for you that nothing and nobody else can. See, you tried it your way already, remember? You can't do it by yourself. You can't just get rid of your problems and your issues when you feel like it. Because you can't do it by yourself. You just come to Jesus as you are, right where you are right now. And give it to him. Whatever the problem, whatever the situation, you can put it out of your mind. Just give it to him. Cast your cares unto Jesus because he cares for you. There's no problem too big or too small. There was no issue too big or too small. I don't care what you did in your past. We've all sinned and we've all come short of the glory of God. Ask God to forgive you right now, right where you are, and go forth on today. Go forth in love. Go forth and live. You haven't been living. If you haven't been living in Jesus, you just think you have a life. You're not doing anything. I don't care how many things you have, how many cars you can drive. I don't care how many keys to sets, sets of keys you have to houses. I don't care how much land you own. It's nothing in comparison to a relationship with Jesus. Because we can lose things just as quickly as we gain them. Things come and go. Oh, but I'm here to tell you today that your satisfaction is guaranteed in Jesus. Have you noticed that even with all the things that you buy, you still find yourself down and depressed? Down and out? That's because things can't satisfy you. It's a temporary fix. It's a satisfaction that's only temporary. But with Jesus, he'll give you lifelong satisfaction. He'll give you lifelong joy, even through death. Because when you belong to him, even death can't keep you from him. I'm so thankful on today that with Jesus, my satisfaction is guaranteed. Saints of God, this has been Eve's Corner. For those of you who don't know a lot about Campbell Ministries, Eve's Corner is a large part of Campbell Ministries, but it's not the entirety. Campbell Ministries Incorporated was established in 1995 by yours truly. And Campbell Ministries is doing some great things in the community. Currently, we do a bi-weekly internet radio show, the show that you happen to be listening to on today. And we also do a podcast, and that's Eve's Corner. The podcast comes out on or about Monday morning after the shows on Saturdays. And we are broadcasted on BBS Radio. Eve's Corner is a show of encouragement, empowerment, enlightenment. And I say that with every show. Because I want you to know that I'm not just here because I'm bored. But this is a show that's for everyone. I pray that every time that you hear this show, every time that you are listening, you feel a refreshing. You feel enlightened and encouraged and empowered. And you just want to run on just like this woman to tell somebody about Jesus. But we speak about everyday things and down-to-earth things because I want the show to be relatable. 
So if you do like, if you would like to have more information about Campbell Ministries, you can simply go to my website, which is www.campbellministries.com. You can also go to the Facebook page entitled Campbell Ministries, which is connected to my Facebook. Campbell Ministries has also founded Your Big Sister's Closet. This ministry provides prom dresses for young ladies who otherwise would not be able to attend the prom. These dresses are collected and cleaned all year long to prepare provide dresses for young ladies who are seniors who otherwise wouldn't be able to attend the prom. We have all sizes and we have dresses for people from all backgrounds. We have all different kinds of dresses. So if you have a gently used prom dress or formal wear, please donate it to Campbell Ministries by mailing it to P.O. Box 16214, Jackson, Mississippi. That zip is 39236. Again, that's P.O. Box 16214, Jackson, Mississippi, 39236. Campbell Ministries also offers career readiness, career relevance, and business etiquette seminars, such as executive presence and effective communications. These trainings are offered to churches and the community at large. So to get more information about scheduling these large group seminars, you can email your proposal and your anticipated headcount to acampbell681 at ymail.com. Again, that's acampbell681 at ymail.com. We also offer products. We sell anointing oil. For a donation of at least $12, you can obtain a one-ounce bottle of oil that's been prayed for and blended according to Scripture in the book of Exodus. In fact, some of you may know, anointing oil is kind of expensive, so this is a good rate. So again, you can get one bottle for 12 2 for 20 or 3 for 30 Buying in bulk will definitely save you some money. You can send in your request or again write to the email address acampbell681 at ymail.com or again, you can go to my website, campbellministries.com and click on the donate button. Leave a short note for your request for the oil and how many you need. That's all you have to do. You can also send your request by mail at P.O. Box 16214, Jackson, Mississippi. As you know, with all other spiritual tools, the real power comes from God. So anointing oil is a symbol of your faith in God. And then lastly, Campbell Ministries is hosting our annual Community Business Expo on August 4th, 2018 at the Jackson Medical Mall. This is a huge event and it's going to be held again on August 4th from 10 to 2 and it's free to the public to attend. This is an opportunity to come out to network and learn more about businesses in your community. There's going to be raffle drawings. There are going to be three seminars on how to get started in business, on business integrity, and how to remain relevant in business if you are a business owner. Come and find out more about businesses in your community. If you're interested in being a vendor, you can contact me also at acampbell681 at ymail.com, or you can call me at 615-713-8743. Do not miss this event. This has been Eve's Corner. Thank you so much for joining me. I am Amina Campbell-Jackson. Be blessed. Oh.